Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. You're listening to the third crossover episode of Take a Walk, and I still fucking suck at intros. No. This is Vanessa Gritton. Yay! Yay! I've never, I've never done an intro like that. Why well, don't know why I started it off that way? Why well, don't know? Uh, First of all, what? you are screaming. <laughs> just putting that out there. I'm sorry. I just had an Adderall, and this is how I respond to it. Oh, um, all right. It's medic. It's it's I'm, medication. It's, it's prescribed. It's me. Hi, this is Take a Walk. Uh, Hi. <laughs> you're on the third crossover episode of the Murder Map crossover series that's slowly morphing into just the crime map or spooky LA. Uh, scary times. Scary times. <laughs> Today's crossover guests, we have Kevin Anderson and Matt Rousseau of the Bleak and Review podcast. I'm not Kevin Anderson. And I'm not sure if I should go along with this bit. I'm Kevin Anderson. I'm Matt Rousseau, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I like they all just silently point at each other, but first, just like, someone take the ball. And then joining us today as well, because uh, his wife's out of town and he doesn't have a car and he wants to hang out. <laughs> <the> best intro. <laughs> I've been on national television, people, and that's my intro. That's, uh, that's I'll take that. Travis treats that Clark. Hey! Such one of my best friends of the universe. And also another a crossover, because he's got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got, got a couple like a, of podcasts. He's got like seven. Yeah, I got two. I got three. That's I have a three. couple. I have three. And a guitar. And a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my podcasts are Quick Question, uh, Heart Shaped Pod, and Tiny Odd Conversations, all available on iTunes. There nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited. Thanks. I was waiting for you to talk about your Leftovers podcast. Thanks, Scott. Well, I don't ha- really have a Leftovers <laughs> podcast. It's just me talking about the Leftovers to myself. That's all it is. Because no one else knows that show or cares about it. Well, what Travis doesn't know is that The Leftovers is actually a show that he saw in a snow globe once. Ooh. <laughs> Don't get all Tommy Westfall on me. Don't you fucking multiverse me. I will go We're down the that rabbit hole with you. We're in the ultimate multiverse right now. We're in three podcasts crossing over in one. This I, is, I this is Animaniacs podca- Picking the Brain for Freakazoid. I don't know if podcasts exist in the Tommy Westfall multiverse. So Matt, you want to go have a smoke or something real quick? <laughs> I'm just saying... I did, a podcast would have to be referenced on one of yeah it would have because it probably would have been on one of the uh, uh, Law and Orders okay yeah we're good yeah we're we're, <laughs> we're inside an autistic boy's brain stop ah. stop the multiverse I want to get out <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kicking it off Travis is going to indulge us in a quick tidbit because we've been talking about Richard Ramirez on the Richard Who? Ramirez. <laughs> I, I haven't heard this. Yeah, I, I brought okay. a ton of info, info about Richard Ramirez. My mouth Ramirez. is very dry. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say you wanted us to talk about what our thing is for like a second? You, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to. I'm right. lucky. I'm sorry. Okay, before everybody, Travis, back to one. Before, <laughs> back to one. A five, six, seven, eight. I was walking my dog just the other day. Where's Matt going? I don't know. He's left. He, we have made him go. <laughs> we stopped the multiverse. He's yeah. out of here. <laughs> He's over it. Okay. Before we jump into everything. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about today. And I'm sorry. Can Kevin and Matt explain to our listeners a little bit of what Bleak and Review is and who you guys are? Yeah, sure. Matt, you want to take it? All right. Well, here's the bad explanation I give people that makes them understand the show. It's like Comedy Bang Bang without famous people. (laughs) (laughs) 
I hate that that's entirely accurate. <laughs> but some of them might be famous. Yeah. They're, they're funny people. But there's there's a difference in that we're two people that hosted, so right. just one. Right. And then everything else you say. <laughs> yeah, every week we uh, we interview one of our favorite comedians in L.A. Interview, kind of we just kind of bullshit with them and talk yeah. about their life. And then we Whatever's bring on... on their mind, etc. Yeah. yeah. Whatever they're wearing. Yeah. Who mostly they're wearing. That. Mostly that. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's very red carpety. Uh We've had a lot of people uh, uh, from that, you know, listeners to to Vanessa's show would know, um, including Vanessa herself and Travis Clark over here with the guitar. You've I've been, been on, on the show. You've been on the show. I talked. You did. I had things to say. <laughs> Thank you for the ringing endorsement. Yeah. He's got things to say. That is a thing where my recorded voice has been on. <laughs> that uh, is like, I can endorse that. And you gave, you gave us a song called Fart Machine. Oh, oh Fart yes, Machine. Fart Machine. Oh, international top chart. Did actually got a lot of feedback on that, yeah, by the way. And you guys song. tend to have a lot of characters on Bleak and Reviews. Yeah, well. we'll have we'll have some kooky uh, kooky guests come in. We'll have like one uh, you know comedian friend or a writer or improviser or something mm-hmm. come by, and then we'll have a uh, maybe some kind of weirdo like some like southern man that's really into moon conspiracies and baking or something like that. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> uh, things like that. Uh, Such a it's, concept. It's a raucous good time. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the show. You know. It's usually under an hour and a half, so check it out. <laughs> Selling it. Hit it, Travis. He can't. He's what am I like, doing? Yeah, Travis has a guitar, so yeah. whatever we falter. What am I doing? <laughs> the banter. It's just... what am, I, am, I, am I rim shotting on the yeah, guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rim chord. I don't yeah. know. I had some power, and I thought I could just say hit it, Travis, and stuff would happen. I feel like Big that's... bam, Travis. I'm just going to fuck this guitar. I'm going to fuck this guitar. So our, our first crime we're going to talk about is people who violate guitars in podcasts. Oh, this is called an O chord. <laughs> <laughs> This is a lot like an episode of Bleak and Review, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is a lot like that. Oh, God. You guys are definitely like the dominant gene. Mm. <laughs> well, I see Kevin, and it's so hard for him not to speak. Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not his podcast. It's like Bleak and Review is a brown hair, blue, brown eyed man, and Take a Walk is like a red headed, blue eyed person. <laughs> and then the baby just comes out with brown hair and brown eyes. <laughs> Got them dominant jeans. <laughs> you recessive as fuck. No, I was gonna have Travis do a fun little thing for us because we've no, do. we've glossed over Richard Ramirez in the first two episodes, and I feel like we haven't given a lot of like the batshit crazy facts about him because he is one of the more quintessential California cases. So Travis is gonna lead us on a quick journey. Uh, I sure am. Richard Ramirez. Uh, well, gather around, y'all. I'm. I'm going to tell you a little story about my friend Ricky Ramirez. They call him Dick sometimes. Sometimes they call him Tricky Slashy Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Richard Ramirez, he wasn't much of a talker, but he, uh, well, he sure was a night stalker, if you know what I'm saying there. Sure do. <laughs> well, Richard Ramirez was the night stalker. He broke into my apartment when I was a child. It really was traumatizing. <laughs> I had a tough time going to bed at a normal hour. This is, uh, this is all happening. Uh, really, what Richard. <clears throat> <laughs> now, what Richard would like to do was he'd like to cut the power before he uh, came in and did a number on the building. Gave him the cloak of night. <laughs> Hence the name Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. He's Richard Ramirez. He's the night stalker. Now, what would he do after he cut that power out? Well, he'd come into your house and he'd say weird shit to you. That's what he would do. Now, this did not happen to me personally, but I don't know why I became slightly southern during this. But, uh, <laughs> it just kind of happens when you're strumming a guitar and talking about a 
serial killer. (laughs) He would come into your house. He'd slice you up real good. He'd also choke you and rape you. (laughs) He's a night stalker. Apparently funny. He's a night stalker. What kind of crazy shit would he say, Travis? Well, when he was on trial, he wrote on his hand for everyone to see in the land. And he said, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. And when he was on trial, he was just a man. And he said when he got out, he was going to Disneyland. True fact, look it up. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Serial killers and football players all yeah. want to go to the same place. Yep. Happy, truly the happiest place on earth. Sure. Can you still see him there today? Uh, no, he is still in prison. Okay. Yeah, he is still okay. very much in prison. Can you see him in prison today? You can. <laughs> neat, neat. You, a lady went and just married him just for the hell of it. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Does she go to Disneyland? I would hope so. Okay. I would hope she would show him photos. She brought him some stuff like. back. Uh-huh. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. Uh, I lived in the in the area where he was doing a lot of his attacks, and like he cut the power. And my dad, who has uh, a giant forty four Magnum, came out and like said, "Who's around?" Like just screamed at them, uh, and the person ran away. And then not that long later, like the next night, uh, Richard Ramirez hit somebody else in our neighborhood. So, so he didn't even go far away. <laughs> no, he was just like, I'm going to go over here. Yeah, I'll go around the corner. Yeah, he's got time. I mean, he's got, he's got I mean he was getting cocky. You know, it's <laughs> like he'd been uncaught for like yeah. weeks at this point. I was sleeping with a giant butcher knife just in case he showed up. Oh, and man. also because that was your stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Good old Butchie. <laughs> <laughs> Butchie the knife. Yeah. Don't hug him too hard because you get cut. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm that's, stop that, talking. that's true of anybody. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That's just a good life tip. Mm-hmm. Like, don't hug anybody too hard. They might cut you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, Kevin. Mm. So, Matt. Hi. What are some of the crimes you've brought to our table? That we've brought upon uh, the city? Would you like to start, Kevin? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a there's one that can bleed into some other conversation for sure that I found fascinating, and it's a very recent crime, and it's definitely of the more pedestrian nature in terms of what you've been talking about in this series so far, but... Uh, as many we could people, use a light break. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard that Ellie Meekly episode got a little dark at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so last year uh, around Christmas time, some uh, some lone lone prankster, or as the the sheriff referred to him, possibly a thrill seeker. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a lot of options of who he could have Why been. did you point at me? What was I that I was trying about? to point around the room. Oh, okay. just, I got right. lazy. I'm I think sorry. that was just Kevin's way of saying, Travis, give me a story right Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll sing about it. Uh What's your favorite key? Uh, I like I like to go. Let's go G. G it is. Yeah. So yeah, around December of last year, um, there was a guy who did something very queer, and I mean that. I, they, hold on, that's right, problematic. No, 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 no. time he You just call him a thrill seeker. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can be both. Rhyme thrill seeker. Uh, pill seeker. <laughs> That's another thing. That's a thrill seeker. He changed the uh, famous Hollywood sign. I'm not going to sing. Uh, just keep. I like the backing music. Uh, he changed the Hollywood sign. He went up there with a bunch of uh, tarps, and he uh, covered certain parts of the uh, sign in the Hollywood Hills that traditionally says Hollywood and made it say Hollyweed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like that for a few Because we days, like right? ganja. Yeah, because we, we, yeah. we puff, puff, and pass. Isn't I, it because we just passed the... 
thing that was going to make I think that probably inspired it. We yeah. legal? Yeah. 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 People were very excited. Yeah. They were like, and that's another interesting thing is people say that uh, weed makes you lazy. Potheads, I mean, that guy, you can't, it's hard, it's hard to get up there. That's impressive that he was able to do that. And it was one guy, and those are very tall letters. <laughs> if anyone's familiar with that sign, it's big. <laughs> If anyone's familiar with that sign, <laughs> if anyone's not familiar with that, you know sign, that international been. monument that people have just seen in film and television and print media for like, <laughs> I don't know, close to a hundred years. If you're familiar with it, yeah, the Great Wall of China. Some people say it's great. Yeah, <laughs> and if it's in yeah. China. Do you know the time when they made it the, the Great Weed of China Wall? It was amazing. <laughs> that took a long time. Oh, when they, when they, yeah, just, the whole thing, they just wrote yeah, weed yeah, over yeah. one sentence. You can see it from space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the doobie that was rolled so you could see it from space. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool, and they left it up for a while, and uh, it wasn't the first time that that sign's been defaced by any stretch of uh, the imagination, but it was, uh, it was definitely the most viral one. It was Inspired recent. a lapel pin. Did it? Yeah. Oh. Now, now we're talking your language. Yeah, <laughs> now we're talking. You can get a little Hollyweed lapel you, uh, pin. Did you get one? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I don't, I don't jump on no bandwagon lapel <laughs> pins. Uh, it was fascinating, though, uh, uh, because that I think back in 1974, somebody had done that previously, so it wasn't even like an original Wait, it said idea. Hollyweed yeah. in 43? Yeah, yeah. Two years that was ago? his dad, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was Hollyweed Senior. Yeah, I'm actually gonna look up the exact date right now because I know that that is. A they thing. made it say Hollyweed, so it's it's a he's stealing somebody else's idea. Yeah. He's not even an original Banksy. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna pull it up right now because I want to see exactly. When... Wait, wait, wouldn't he be Danksy? <laughs> He'd be Danksy. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, on New Year's Day in 1976, the sign became Hollyweed for the first time. Uh, the work of Cal State Northridge student Daniel Finegood. Oh, Daniel scaled... Finegood did yeah, that? Yeah, classic. Oh. It's a classic Finegood. Yeah. Of the pranking Finegoods. Yeah. <laughs> the pranking Finegoods. If this was an episode of Bleak and Review, I'd say that's the episode title. <laughs> but it's not, so I'll Was he up. known for anything other than going to Cal State? Um, I feel like there's got to be- He was known for, for going to Cal State- <laughs> And buying $50 worth of curtains that he could do this prank with. <laughs> so th- is that how they solved it? They oh called the, all the curtain shops? And he did this. <laughs> <laughs> Who bought, like, an unnecessary yeah. amount of curtains? They, traced, they literally traced his prints. That's how they found him. <laughs> um, uh, this modification was for an art project. Uh, he was assigned to do working a working with scale art project, <laughs> and he got an A. Hell Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty badass. I did not know that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He got an A for public vandalism. <laughs> Kids, if you're listening, fuck it up. <laughs> stay in school and fuck up shit for an A. Because it, it can't, because that's not like it, like not only is it difficult to climb, because as we've established, the sign is big, mm. but uh, it's super. If you're familiar with it. I don't <laughs> no, know if, if you're familiar. It. I don't yeah. know if anybody's heard about this. I mean, I'm so LA right now. I don't even know if I, the references I'm dropping are going over everyone's heads, but uh it's not easy. They made it super illegal to go anywhere near that sign. So, like, he did, like, a legit crime to do this, and he got a fucking A out of it, which is awesome. <laughs> do we know who did the second Hollyweeding? Um, yeah, they arrested him, didn't they? <laughs> the second Hollyweeding. Danksy. Yeah, it was Danksy. <laughs> I thought we established. No one's seen his face. That's why he's so cool. It's um, a tough exit through the smoke shop, bro. <laughs> 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 I actually really like that reference. That was good. <laughs> I'm trying to see if he was ever uh, identified. I don't. They don't. There's no names in this article from the L.A. Times that I'm reading right Classic now. Classic Times. Yeah. But as I said before, protected uh, sources. <laughs> nice. There was there was security footage recorded at 3 a.m. of a lone individual climbing up the mountain, scaling the ladders, and hanging stuff over the O's to change them to E's. 
said the uh, sergeant of the that was processing this there case. There has to be something else you can change it other than Hollyweed. Hollyweed can't be the only option. Well, I think we all remember when it said Cool World and they put a giant <laughs> animated uh, Kim Basinger on top of it to, per- to <laughs> we all remember this to promote the Brad Pitt. Kim, what's her face movie? Cool World. Yeah, yeah you literally just said her name, and then you. I know, Basinger. It went away. I saw her face. That Hollyweed. Ah man, (laughs) that Danksy Hollyweed. Danksy OG. Yeah, you can make it just Hollywood and and just change all the O's into more (laughs) T's. What? What? Unpack that. (laughs) Hollywood did that. Oh, more D's at the end. Yeah. So it's like it's stuttering. Yeah. Hollywood so, for a stutter awareness day. Yes. Look. This is getting problematic. No. no, no, no. <laughs> Matt, what crime do you? <laughs> I uh, I play an autistic boy at parties. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I almost said something terrible. Why is it so hard to get to the Hollywood sign? Um, well, there's, uh, it was, it was free to roam up until, uh, it was constructed in the 1920s, I believe, 23, if Back I'm wrong. it's in Hollywood Land. Yeah, Hollywood Land, which is probably where you get those extra Ds from. <laughs> mm, I know where she gets her extra Ds. Yeah, me. Damn titties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's fun. Uh. It was a boob joke and a Kevin giving me the fucking hog joke. Wow. I didn't mean to call it a hog. It just came out. Oh, God. It's a piglet. Uh, He's got a nice piglet. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What? He called it a piglet. And then you made a pig noise. I'm going to go ahead and... I just made. I just. He just ran away when he was about to tell a story about the Hollywood sign. I just walked Kevin. Wow. Well, (laughs) all right. So Kevin was supposed to tell us about what happened at the Hollywood sign, but instead we talked about his hog, and now he's letting a new guest in. So (laughs) y'all, that's a euphemism, (laughs) right? Wait a bit. So while he's not in the room, Uh, the land part fell down during an earthquake. Just FYI. So we just never put the land back up. No, it's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's in the metaphor for? <laughs> you tell me. I'm just telling You're you. You're the expert. Oh, oh, shit. I'm the for expert. For the fall of. Landkind. Matt... <laughs> for the fall of Landkind. <laughs> yeah. That's what it symbolizes. That's why they never put it back up. It's, it's, it, makes sense. it symbolizes paving. Paradise to put up a parking oh, lot. Oh, God. But they, actually, downtown, now they put a high rise on top of the parking lot. So I don't know if that changes the song. Oh, though. it doesn't. But it's all made out <laughs> of paradise, like. Paradise, put up a parking lot. And then Ooh, tore down the parking lot to put house. up a. <laughs> <laughs> but then the parking lot was made incorrectly to code, so we had to tear it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the Target Hus. Yeah. We talked about that last time. The what? You guys know about yeah. the Target Hus? Yeah, yeah, the one uh, on uh, Western and uh, Basically, Sunset. Basically, uh, this is now the fourth time I am telling this story on this podcast. The Target Husk, husk was a target that they were Are building. Are you saying husk? 
Hus. Yes. yes okay. Hus. And they, <laughs> okay. it was going to be like one of the biggest targets, if not the biggest target to date. And they were violating a whole bunch of building codes while doing it. And the city was just kind of like, hey, you're violating a bunch of building codes. Maybe stop. And they're like, sure, we will. And they didn't. And they kept building it. And then the city was just kind of like, are you fucking kidding me? And they shut them down. But nobody wants to buy it because it's so big and they can't do anything with it. So it's literally just been not like nothing has happened to it for two years. It's just a husk of a target. Nobody can buy it. Nobody can oh, sell it. Oh, there's so much hobo sex going on in that thing. <laughs> well, it's also guarded. And I really want to break into the target husk. Is that what other people call it, or is that your name? No, it's it? widely known as the target husk. Okay. I mean, it's an escape room now, isn't it? <laughs> sure, it is. <laughs> All right. Now, Kevin looks like he's coming back in to fill us in with that story he dropped in the middle of. I'm sorry. You couldn't even get me the last time I was here in the middle of a recording, but you interrupt my own recording to get someone else in. Tell us your story, uh, Kevin. Uh, well, Matt, I guess we're here for couples therapy. <laughs> That's what we're doing today. I'm sorry. That that incident was the reason I started bringing my phone into the studio, so it wouldn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And how does that make you feel, Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to tell Kevin that you can't tell him? Tell us the story of why the Hollywood sign is All right. guarded, Kevin. I tried. Okay. <laughs> I fucking tried. <laughs> The Hollywood sign is really hard to get to because uh, in the early years of it uh, existing as a Hollywood entity, I'm just pulling up the story right now, so I'm vamping. Uh -huh. This is good. Uh, a young actress by the name of Peg Entwistle, who- Oh, John Entwistle's mother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was better when you said it off mic. <laughs> ah, called out. Uh, who was a Kevin New York the theater actress, moved to L.A. to perform. Uh, pursue a career in film, of course, How'd as that they all go? did. Oh, <laughs> oh, just wait, Maddie B. It's you haven't great. heard of the famous Peg and Twistle? <laughs> no. Isn't that a sex move? <laughs> Only in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Only in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and and Twistle is what the tree people call mm -hmm. job. Is it? <laughs> nice. Yeah, of so, course. You haven't read the Silmarillion? <laughs> I thought it was a. I thought it was a collecting syrup. That is ta tapping. Tap me. Maybe ta tap that ass. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, is that what? Go on, go on. I don't know. Hey, this is this is. Uh, let's go into a minor key for this because this is about to get really dark. Uh, <laughs> you still? Oh fuck! All right, you still like G? Is that your thing? No, uh, G. Oh, you can do A minor, E minor. Well, those are all different chords. They are. I'm <laughs> saying you can do whatever you, you want. You can't do a minor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that why you in LA crime. <laughs> hey ho ho! Travis is mad at me. Well, everyone's been mad at somebody so far in this recording, so mm -hmm. this is good. So Pagan Whistle, Kevin. she gets her- I've had nothing but kind thoughts about Matt the whole time. <laughs> and, and Travis, I to you. There. You guys can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, she uh, got one uh, film role in a movie called 13 Women, which is widely regarded as the first female ensemble film. Was she one of the 13 women? <laughs> no, she was number 14. <laughs> so she got cut. Yeah, she got cut, and that's why this happened. Uh, so she uh, one day, the last recorded conversation anyone had with her, she told her uncle she was going to the store to get her medication, and she took another turn. Instead of going down to the store, she climbed up to the Hollywood Hills, climbed atop one of the letters, I believe it was the H, and jumped off to her death. Hmm because she didn't think she was going to make it as an actress, presumably. Uh, her, her suicide note read, I am afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, it would have saved a lot of pain. You texted me that this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I meant that about... <laughs> it was when I was considering quitting stand-up. Uh, I should have done this a long time ago. It would have saved a lot of pain. <laughs> At least she's being well-remembered. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, after her... Cast, Peg. 
<laughs> I'm trying to find what year that was real quick. 1937. 1932. Close. Seven. Um, her body was found in 32, at least, so it could have been 28. Who knows? No, uh, I think it was uh, shortly after that that it was found. And then they started uh, constructing uh, a lot more don't climb on this stuff, and it's like a now very criminal activity to There's go the near the There's the whistle fit fence when you walk up now. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. what they call it. It says, we have kept out 13 women. Please don't come any further. <laughs> But I'm, <laughs> guys, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why it's very difficult to put uh, things on the Hollywood sign, and that's why all these uh, uh, people who have done so have been uh, true, true heroes of street art. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they're true heroes. True heroes. A moment of silence yes. for the true heroes of street art, everyone. <laughs> silence, I said, for a moment. All right, there we go. Right, yeah, thank great. God, yeah. Thank God for street art. <sighs> so that's R. that's R. my Peg. thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and as we were debating earlier, I think technically this does count as a L.A. Right. crime story because I'm pretty sure it's illegal to kill yourself. Like, I know attempted suicide. I you can I, get taken into jail for trying to kill yourself. But for trying to. Once you've done it, there's nobody to arrest. Mm. <laughs> it is a difficult... Ain't it's a, nobody it's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what's your crime? <laughs> Uh, hold on, I brought a list of names here. <laughs> these are all people who just wronged you. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a drawing of a these girl are, saying these no are to Matt. <laughs> Matt Rousseau's future crimes. I, I, I made a printout of everybody who's been murdered in L.A., and then I put it into word art. Uh, this is a thumbs up. This is a thumbs <laughs> oh up. Oh, my fucking This is a God. thumbs up. Uh, this is a... Can I have these to show people what you did? It's a Pac-Man. This is a Pac-Man. Yeah. A Pac-Man. A Pac-Man. This is the L.A. Pac-Man. Yes. This is a Pac-Man made of names? This is a truck. It's in the shape of a truck with streetcar highlighted because uh, L.A. killed the streetcar. Oh, it sure did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... But you can, Roger Rabbit. You, you can talk about that one another time. Roger one, Rabbit. Hold on. Roger Rabbit was actually the third in the series of the Chinatown trilogy, and it was repurposed to become Roger Rabbit. That is a true this film This feels like fact. a manifesto. <laughs> what, what Travis is saying or what you're reading? Uh, what that, I'm the shape reading. Of I, honestly, from Travis, a, look at this. From a distance, it looks like... You know the writing on the side of the comedy store. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah. I got my is. name! I got my name on it! Uh, this next page is actually a mistake. It's chapters three and four from uh, Moby Dick, <laughs> in the shape of a dollar sign. The most used word in chapters three and four was bed, harpooner, room, and quequeg. <laughs> so it was pretty hot. It's it hot. was a pretty hot. Yeah, chapter. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I did my homework. Uh, Moby Dick, of course, the famous. California novel <laughs> was written uh, here in Los Angeles. Uh, and this last one is just, uh, it's word art, but it's a smiley face, because I figured that would be appropriate. That's nice. Um, but looking at this, I'm just going to pick a name randomly. Oh, boy. Lubikin. Uh-oh. Oh, that's, uh, again, this is another suicide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. This is, are you Okay. <laughs> I feel like I need to post photos of these well, you can on do the that. Patreon and on the SoundCloud and on everything yeah, you should. so that they know exactly why I'm making these sounds over what was just put in my hand. Uh, oh, that sounds wrong. <laughs> it's, it's paper. It's paper. This full-on looks like a calling card for someone that just like disemboweled a crow. No, no, no. The crows are fine. It's the parrots in Burbank you got to watch out for. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about some L.A. crime, yeah. my windshield, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they poop. 
who became Rodney Dangerfield Jr. over here? Let me tell you about these parents over here. Everybody do their Rodney Dangerfield at the same time. That's good podcasting. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rodney Danger Parrot over here. Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And one. So who killed themselves, Matt? Lubin? Well, this is a, this is a, a actually, it became a ghost story. Mm. Because the comedy store in L.A. is haunted by a ghost. A ghost Several. Story. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of them is dead. A lot of them are living. Yeah, a lot of them are just trying to get up at potluck. <laughs> but one of them is dead. It's haunted by the ghost of Steve Lubikin. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, 1979, the comedians at the comedy store went on strike because Mitzi Shore wasn't paying them. Yeah. Uh, you would have you could go in for $3, you could see Richard Pryor, you could see uh, Dave Letterman, you could see Jay Leno, you could see Elaine Boozler, you could see all these amazing comedians, and they weren't getting jack. Yeah. Except for the headline, Pryor was getting paid. They probably had to bring people, too. <laughs> right, they all had to bring people. <laughs> Letterman brought his family from Indiana. <laughs> he put them in a house, and they stayed at the comedy store later. Uh, but So 1979, uh, they all went on strike, and Mitzi was very... She... Against comedians who weren't well known, who weren't bigger names, mm-hmm. she she held it against them that they went on strike, that they joined the picket line. And so one uh, one night, Steve uh, Lubikin was at another. He was supposed to go to another show, uh, not at the store, but at a, a, a venue that Mitzi also had mm-hmm. a relationship with. And his, uh, according to him, his car died, and he couldn't make it to the show, and so he couldn't go up. And so Mitzi used that as a, a, a reason, or, you know, what he believed as a reason to cut him off from the comedy store. And he also believed it was because he was striking, those two yeah. things. And he also, he was friends with Richard Lewis, and, and Richard Lewis said after his suicide that he had a lot of psychological problems. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of near misses in life. He had almost been on the... Uh, the <laughs> I know one thing he didn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, he had, it was like, he, he had like, a, he just had a lot of bad luck. Uh, he, he was supposed to be on the Jack Parr show uh, when the program was canceled right before his appearance. He was supposed to be on a D. Martin comedy special, but his segment was cut off the show. Oh, shit. He, uh, because of Nixon's trip to China. I mean, that's better comedy. Yeah, you uh, can't yeah. beat that. <laughs> that was a hilarious special. I mean, <laughs> Nixon yeah. in China. I think, you know. <laughs> the best of those Bob Hope movies. The Road to China with Nixon. <laughs> uh, he was he was passed. Uh, he passed an audition for The Tonight Show. Uh but after after two of the talent scouts saw him, even though he passed his audition, they saw him at another club doing material, and because of the material he did that night, they cut him from the show. Really? Oh my God. Was he riffing? Too much crowd work? <laughs> it was <Did> classic <laughs> Lubikin. <laughs> He's dying up there. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so all of these things come together, and then Mitzi cutting him out of the store, and so he he figured like he had his bad luck, nothing going for him in comedy. So while people were striking oh, man, at the store, me feel bad. <laughs> Keep playing, Travis. <laughs> While people were picketing in front of the store, there was there's a Hyatt hotel across the street. Yep. He climbed up the stairs or walked them up, walked up walked the stairs, <laughs> walked them up. He did a handstand up the stairs, and he climbed all 14 uh, stories up and then jumped off the top of the building. And then what happened? <laughs> then he <laughs> made a, it down. Not a not a, uh, not a near miss. Direct hit is what he got. Yeah, he did his time. And 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 uh, then his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> strong closer, <laughs> real strong closer. You had a hot five yeah. seconds. I would not want to follow Yikes. that. I would <laughs> not. So, yeah, it's believed that he haunts the comedy store, right? Because uh, it, it, there was he left uh, a suicide note, a, 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 a little note to Richard Lewis that said, "I love you, and you're a great guy, and I'm sorry." 
Uh, and then he, to feel like those text messages were getting. <laughs> but he also wrote, he had one line before that. It said, my name is Steve Lubikin. I used to work at a comedy store. Mm. And then his girlfriend, after he committed suicide, she, she busted into the comedy store into Mitzi's office, and she wrote on her couch in big marker, she wrote, got the message? Exclamation point. Which really sounds like a question, but yeah. I guess... <laughs> So it's believed that his ghost is uh, is haunting this store. Are there um, specific stories of like people like like what is what is your, what is his haunts manifest as? Do people like have stories of what? I, the the one I've heard is that uh, if you're in the in the back, maybe you're in Mitzi's office. Uh, uh, you could uh, if the lights are off, you can sometimes see like there's sometimes you feel like there's a guy in there. Ooh. But but there is actually one ghost story outside of the uh, store. His there's a man who lived next to him in his apartment building, and there's a friend of his, and that man went on, he went on vacation for a week, and in that time, Steve killed himself, and he didn't know, because this was the 70s, and uh, texts just weren't quick back then. travel. Yeah. yeah. And so he came back to his apartment, and for three days after Steve had died, he, he kept hearing someone crying and wailing in that apartment, and one time he banged on the wall and said, knock it off, and they banged back. And they said they, they were crying and they yelled at him. And then a couple days later, he heard Steve died and he didn't hear that ghost anymore. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice punctuation. That beautiful punctuation. <laughs> oh, so my dad worked at the comedy store as a doorman and he saw that ghost. Yeah. Really? Several times. Really? Several times. So it's not just like a presence. It's something no, that people have seen. No, he saw that guy, and my dad was closing up. He would close up at the night, and there used to be video games down in the uh, bottom part. Mm-hmm. There would be like a Pac-Man and other uh, things that you could put a bunch of dead people's names shapes into. Uh, and he was playing. My dad was like became like really good at Pac-Man because uh, he would just do that in his spare time. And this guy comes walking in, and he goes, uh, "Sir, we're." We're closed. You need to get out of here. And the guy turned around and walked directly through the wall and disappeared. And my dad, who's a Vietnam vet, came home and went, oh, I don't want to fucking work there anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Do that. And that's how he met Polly Shore. And that, <laughs> I grew up with Polly Shore. Yeah, that's how Polly and I were old buddies. If anybody saw the face Travis was making, this is not a brag. <laughs> it's not. No. Uh, incidentally, there's an old, there's a, used to be a show called Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Uh, I love that show. That scared the yeah. shit out of me when I was a kid because they didn't solve favorite. them. Right. Well, there's one about oh. the comedy store, oh, and my okay. dad is in it. He's one of the people telling the stories. So really? if you want to go watch an old Unsolved Mysteries, me. Uh, you can go find Robert Stack and my dad, and then you can argue who had bushier eyebrows. That would be a fun game to play. Has phenomenal eyebrows. He does. He really does. What are your favorite like LA ghost stories that you you kind of have magical thinking about, where you kind of want them to be true, or you've heard them and you're kind of charmed by them? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, that I could have a career in show business, <laughs> <laughs> or even just ghost stories in general, because I feel like everybody growing up well, always had a ghost story they loved telling or they loved hearing. I, it's a little bit about what I was going to talk about, so mm-hmm. I can I can. It's not a ghost story per se, but it's occult related. Ah. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jack Parsons. Mm-mm. Jack Parsons is one of the founders of JPL. He is one of the godfathers of um, rocket scientists. He is the reason that we can go into space. He has all kinds of amazing things that he did uh, to create rocket engines and thrust vectors and all of that shit. He was a super, super intelligent guy. He also liked to worship magic. That was the other thing he liked to do. Oh, yeah. Because when JPL was first starting <laughs> off, uh, a lot of the guys who were part of... 
the whole rocket thing believed that rocketry and magic were intertwined. That was asshole. Is this the same uh, people that were like, there were, it was like really dark magic. It was like black yeah. magic kind of stuff. Is Alistair that the same people Crowley's that, things. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's what I was going to ask. I think, you, yeah. I think it's called Thelma, but it's spelled like Thelema is the way it's spelled. So they all practiced. They would go out into the desert and like worship magic and conjure spirits to make rockets happen. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, someone was building it behind them. <laughs> yeah, right. But then he ends up dying in like a chemical explosion of course. because demons. You know, when you, when you mess with the dark forces, yeah. phosphate. But you want to know one of uh, who is one of his Thelma buddies was. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the fucking punchline. <laughs> was it? Yep. I think so. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. that's what I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I just want to show that I know stuff. I wasn't very good at my story earlier, <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback <laughs> on yours and show that I'm aware of a few things. So, JPL, which is the Jet Propulsion uh, Lab, is out in Pasadena. It's a really fascinating place. A lot of amazing science happens there. A lot of uh, missions to different parts of the solar system and even the galaxy go on there. But it was founded by a bunch of magic freaks. Mm-hmm. So, and not magic like here's a card trick, like <laughs> like here's how you bring a demon into yeah, yeah. the world, <laughs> like those guys, like like blood ritual, like crazy yeah. shit, yeah, like Harry Potter shit. <laughs> The dark arts. They man. were like fucking drinking. Leviosa. Yeah. They were drinking butter beers and making rockets, man. You know. <laughs> One of them's parents died or something. I haven't seen the movies. Now, Ron Hubbard, I always referred to as the boy who lived. <laughs> <laughs> and then died and then lived again. That's really the L. Ron Hubbard story. That's true. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard, you're looking at me very... L. No, Ron, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. No, but do you know that he died and then came back to life, and that is a belief of Scientology? What? That he was dead for like a year what? and then came back to life. That is, that is a thing yeah. that they... Uh, they, they t- it's like their mythos, like their, yeah. their creation Is Scientology story, the L.A. Boogeyman? I think a little bit. Yeah, I think that it's might be the ghost. Of, I, I'll say this is this is a relevant uh, a recent thing that I saw that was to me when I was watching it felt like a ghost thing. I was watching a documentary called My Scientology Story on Netflix, a Louis Thoreau documentary. It's very interesting. But the first they pick up this guy uh, that was a member of the church for like thirty five years. They pick him up from the airport. They mm-hmm. take him to this hotel to set up like this interview. And he's like one of these guys that Scientology hates because he's always spreading. Uh, and he's uh, an ex Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but hey, if you see the movie, he's very prominently featured in it. And Right when Louis starts interviewing him, they got this big window right next to where they're set up to shoot. And uh, you have to remind me the the actress's name. Paz de la Huerta. Paz de la Huerta walks Ooh. by, who has ties to the Church of Scientology, walks by, knocks on the window and says, let me in. Like, just in this random hotel, not like in the streets or anything. And they let her in. She seems like she's all drugged out. She's like, oh, you can't film me, but I just wanted to let you know that I... I've been in 40 films. Like, it's like, and they were like, I think they sent her over here to fuck with us. Like, like a honey oh. trap or something. Like, well, they were so creeped out by if it. There's any, she just appeared. Did you just She's use. a weapon of psychosis. Right. <laughs> but did you just use a Cold War sex worker t- term? I did, but that's because what that's what they use in the documentary <laughs> okay. to describe it. That's the only reason. <laughs> but yes, I did. Right. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but it was so eerie. She just shows up and she seems like she's all like fucked up and like. Well, that's just Pazla Huerta in general. That's true. She mm. is kind of a mess. Is she the girl that was on Boardwalk yes. Empire? Yeah, and she oh, leaked right. stories to Boardwalk Empire and she got fired. And then uh, she punched another actress and then she got kicked out of the Golden Globes. <laughs> and then she punched a different actress. Paz de la Huerta is just a fucking mess. Uh, I thought she fixed herself. She just bangs and, and sweat and. <laughs> 
just she smell she looks like she smells like the viper room now uh <laughs> did you just say she's bangs and sweat is that your description of her yes okay i wanted to make sure <laughs> but yeah i feel like science i feel like that was worth repeating like that's it's a, worth repeating that's a neat description of someone yeah, yeah. i mean also like she looks like a she kind of looks like a seal because she's just like no just I, I have a lot of things to say about positive water that i don't have time for because it'll be like 45 minutes but that's a different uh, podcast <laughs> i do feel like with all of the huge Scientology buildings in Los Angeles, it's kind of like our looming ghost story. It's like mm-hmm. our boogeyman. It's it's there's something very eerie about it all, especially just being right in front of us. I mean, we passed by it earlier today in the valley. And you guys would not go in and take the personality test with me, and I was really sad. <laughs> What's your personality, Travis? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> Distant, I'm told. Distant. Yeah, it's best. Have you guys ever been hit up by the Church of Scientology? Yeah. Or? When I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really, well, like, not like, I really was. I was uh, with some of my friends. Hey, kid, you want some Scientology? <laughs> You're pretty fucking close to what happened. Uh, me and my friends were uh, in a little strip mall in Sacramento, California, uh, skateboarding on a handrail outside of a business, as you do uh-huh. uh, when you don't care about people's property. And uh, it's a Dianetics Center, which I didn't know what Dianetics meant at the time. I kind of knew what Scientology was because of South Park, but I didn't know Dianetics was like the term for it. And then yeah. you know, we get kicked out like we always do when you're skating on someone's property, of course. And they're like, hey, you got to leave. And we're like, oh, okay. They're like, unless you guys want to come in and check out some of our literature. <laughs> and I'm like, no. He's like, no, you guys would be, uh, I mean, you know, some kids like you. I look at kids like you and I see like, you know, you might be looking for, you know, you, you seem because you're like punk rock. Meh, like you, you're looking for some meaning in life. And maybe they be science. He was, I felt like he was trying to. You guys are really punk rock if you took this up. Yeah, no, we didn't. We, we, we skated away immediately. Okay. But, like, they definitely tried the to get us to come in. people that used to live in our apartment was for sure Scientologists because we used to get all of his old mail and he'd get stuff from them all really? the time. You know yeah. who uh, basically did that recruiting job that you are talking about, Kevin? You? Charles Manson. Oh. Did he really? Charlie oh, Manson neat. was, was uh, believed to be, not only could he have achieved clear level, he could have taught it. He was like... There could be no confidence in Scientology whatsoever. What are you talking about? (laughs) The guys are brilliant cult leaders. (laughs) (laughs) That man can lead a cult. Matt, did you ever get hit up by the Church of Scientology? No, I wear a lot of sunglasses in public. But they, you are like at least. We found the loophole. (laughs) Wear sunglasses. Haven't you seen they live? There is something something looming about it, though. Oh, well, because all of. Their buildings loom <laughs> everywhere. Like if you're uh, there's that one on Franklin. There's the one on L. Ron Hubbard and Avenue the, the where Franklin the streets is, literally glitter. Yeah. yeah, the Franklin one is their celebrity center, which is a fucking castle. Yeah. I didn't know about the Sea Org until not that oh, long yeah. ago. Oh yeah, Sea Org is insane. So because he was in the Navy, right? He makes everybody dress like they're in the Air Force, which yeah. makes no sense yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are kind of yeah. like Donald Duck at yeah. some point. So, oh, that's so cute. Meaning that they, they don't know pants. Yeah, oh, Jinx, around. I love you. Jinx, I love you. Get me a Coke. <laughs> Hold on to this and let's see if you can float this needle. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a very inside joke. I used to see them walking around and I was like, oh, there must be barracks around here. And yeah. there are, but there's Scientology barracks. And they yeah. call them barracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's and you, weird. And when you sign up for Sea Org, the contract that you sign says you, you have to do at for least one billion years right, or a hundred billion years. And you have to do at least one sitcom with Kevin James. It's <laughs> in the contract. I've seen it. <laughs> no wonder Lee Remini got out. <laughs> but now she's coming back. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh my god. That's all I have. Did you guys ever- <laughs> 
<laughs> Did your dad ever get hit up for it? Because he's like um, for Scientology. I don't think so. Um, I don't. I can't. Well, if they don't went, recruit a lot of character actors, I don't think. No, but he's also such a crusty kind of guy that he would be like, ah, you're fucking mom. Like, All right, we're good. Because that's a guy you don't need a personality test from. He'll let you know right off the bat exactly who he is. Did you guys ever have that kid in your neighborhood that was just like the the kid that you would call for the ghost stories? Uh, mm. Or were you the ghost story kid? I, I don't think I was the ghost story kid. <laughs> to answer your question, what? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of. I mean, definitely in Boy Scouts, there's oh, yeah. always the, the the ghost story kid in Boy Scouts. I feel like you had a ghost story kid in your neighborhood. No, I was the ghost story kid. Well, then what was that like? Well, <laughs> the script. Well, I was the ghost story kid because Latinos have so many ghost mm-hmm. stories, especially to like taunt children. That's weird. It's weird that uh, you tell a lot of stories about white things. <laughs> uh, hey, some of them are better on people. Um, but no, ghosts typically. We had a lot. I mean, in your in your universe, in our universe, they're just like a hazy, ethereal blue. That's like part of the ether. Um, no, I would I would tell like English versions of the ghost stories because I never realized that like Latino ghost stories are so much scarier yeah. than just kind of like boogeyman, boo. There's a claw on the door, and the one that I would always tell would be uh, <laughs> she means a hook, like the hook on the door. A oh, claw yeah. on the door is just a, like a severed bear claw. <laughs> just that is sleep. scary. I would be terrified. Yeah, or, what if a bear threw its hand at you? What uh, if it was just the pastry? Like there's a bear claw. <laughs> <on> the <door. laughs> oh yeah, it's a good day. It's, a tra- <laughs> it's attracting roaches. Uh, no, the one I would always tell was the Yorona. You've told me this one. So, do you guys know the story of the Yorona? No. Don't even know Travis, what it is. Travis, give yeah. me something folksy and scary. Oh, Jesus. Uh, give, me some, give me some creepy gypsy kings. All right. Give me a Bob Dylan abuse song. <laughs> Good Lord. You're, all right. Give me a goth woman walking into a Mexican cantina. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Well, this is a this game is a you game guys for play. Us. Yeah. We fully played this as a... Sometimes I'll give Travis a character and make him give them give me a theme song via text messages. Perfect. So, the story of the Yorona. Uh, this is a story that parents tell their kids when they don't go to sleep because Latin mothers like making their kids scared of the world just to get them to close their eyes at night. Yeah. Uh... The story goes that she was a beautiful woman in her village, and she can have any man she wanted, but she was very picky. She came from a poor family, and she wanted to make sure that if she had kids, life would be good for them. So eventually, this handsome man comes riding in on a literal horse, and she kind of plays the coquettish, hard-to-get game. He falls in love with her. They get married. They have two kids. Eventually... A man of this stature starts cheating on her, openly in front of her face. And she's devastated. She worked hard to get to this point. She loves this man. She gave him two children. Eventually, he runs off with another woman, and she has no idea when he'll be back and just leaves her with two kids. She goes insane and thinks, I'm going to get revenge and destroy the thing he loves the most, and that's her kids. Oh, boy. So (laughs) keep in mind, this is a fictional story, but... And this is a fictional story. Uh, moms tell their six-year-old. Six-year-old. She drowns her kids in a river, mm. and the second they float away, she realizes what she's done and starts sobbing for her kids and looking for them. And to this day, uh, 
The st as the story goes, if you are a misbehaving child, or if you are out in the woods at night near a stream, you will hear the sobbings of a woman who's soaking wet wearing white robes, screaming, where are my children? I want my children. And if she finds you, she will drag you down into the waters forever. And little did she know that all of her children's spirits were in the basement of the comic store. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the story that I would tell at like campfires and then the kids would start crying. It is crazy. What I would yeah. do is I would have a friend hide in the woods and go, Me see horse! And then all the kids would run. Oh gosh. And then you could take their food. And then I could take their food because I'm a cartoon bear. <laughs> I'm just scaring you for your picnic baskets. But yeah, they, actually the story has become so popular in uh, every culture now that Not Scary Farm even had a Yorona maze. They had a woman drowning people? No, they had her like come out. Oh, okay. They had like a woman dressed like it, but they had a giant mechanical one pop out of the ground oh, no. and look like it was going to drag you. It was insane. I love the idea. Like, let's take the kids to that scary farm. <laughs> Got too many kids. He's <laughs> <laughs> drowning in the log flume or something? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what bodies of water? Wow, can't Snoopy, guys. It's real different when I remember it. I don't remember it being like this. Boy, uh, Camp Snoopy hasn't been the same since we lost Jeremy, but we could afford <laughs> hockey gear way easier. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> hockey gear? I don't know. That's what I think kids want. In Anaheim? <laughs> we have the Anaheim we got the Ducks. ducks. Yeah, it is. Right. It's a bit of a hockey town. You, you wear the gear, then you just hit each other with sticks. <laughs> <That's what you laughs> uh, I can't be the only one with ghost stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know any ghost stories, like, off the oh, top wait. of my head. I got one more. I got okay. one more ghost story. Oh. Give me the creepiest one you can get. Oh, Do Lord. something just super upbeat. <laughs> creepiest one you can get. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. This is a ghost story. I feel like we're both trying to do jokes right now. Yep. There was a guy who wanted to text me, and he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Because she got ghosted! Burr, 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 Amazing. Good job, guys. We work in such a great team. Woo! We'll be performing at Genghis Cohen this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yes. Travis and I, two halves with the same very depressed brain. <laughs> Left brain wants to kill us, but right brain wants to kill others. And they're both bad at math. Yeah. Travis, uh, six times 11. 66. Come on. You got to be harder than that. 36 divided by four. Not an even a number. number. Not an even <laughs> Some number. other number. <laughs> yeah. Number. Wait, 36 <laughs> divided by 4? Yeah. It's 9. No, that's 9. Yeah, that's what I said. Some <laughs> number. <laughs> I nailed oh, it. Oh, I got another ghost story. It's very short. All right. Play blister in the sun. <laughs> Get a blister. I have several. <laughs> He's got blisters on his fingers. What do, you, what do you want? What do you want? What's his story? How long? Spooky. Spooky, oh, seven seconds. Oh, I know a guy named Spooky. Oh, you know him too. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. I know a little creeper. <laughs> That's my buddy. <laughs> Actually, give me a little misfits, little little creepy misfits. Well, that's fast. Like, what what uh, what, what are you? Yeah, what? ten seconds. And the misfits are kind of creepy. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, Danzig's house is for sale. I don't know if you guys <laughs> yeah, know this. It's really a ghost. Yeah, we could have haunted. FYI, we could easily start a Kickstarter and get Danzig's house. It, not at all, because it's like a million and a half dollars. Oh, wow. It's very expensive. Can we please buy Danzig's house and turn it into a Blake and Review? Call and him up and be like, real time! <laughs> <laughs> that was a riff we were doing earlier. <laughs> the back door has a screen. Take and it, it on the market for life! 
<laughs> what do you wait? What is? There's a guest house in the back for your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was six afraid of seven? Cause seven, eight, nine. I feel like I participated because I pointed at Travis <laughs> when they cut it. Great. That was it. Cool. Good job. I was scared. Yeah, I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to do that, like always. Uh, do you guys believe in ghosts at all? Any of you? Yeah, uh, a little bit. I mean, for me, it's always just like it. It's just like a collection of energy. Because I, I, the only way I believe it is like like that old. There's like. Yeah, there's an old racist lady next door, a ghost. But it's just because, like, there was a woman just rocking back and forth going, those people, for, like, 30 years. And so her <laughs> so that energy, energy yeah, just, just left stays there. there, rocking the yeah. chair. So and, if something's intense enough, you think it'll just kind of, like, it's like screen burn on a television. Kind of, yeah. It just, yeah. It's like a halo of what it used to be. I want to believe, but I've just never... Had anything. Yeah. I had one experience that's similar to Travis's dad's experience, but I was in Lake Tahoe. You leave my mother out of this. <laughs> I wouldn't call that an experience. I'd call that an adventure. Okay. Oh, or divorce. Man, I, oh, Jesus. I, I set myself up for that sadness. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was uh, in Lake Tahoe staying at my friend's parents' uh, cabin that they, like, timeshared or whatever. And, uh, I was staying in a room that there was only two doors. And one goes to the garage. The other mm. one goes to the kitchen. And I was the only person in the guest room. And I remember... Um, some sort of, you know, you get that feeling that someone else in the room, you sit up, and then something in the darkness, uh, c- clearly some sort of shape goes through, and then goes through the door to the garage. I went in, I opened the door uh, to the garage, turned the lights on, there was nothing there. And there's the only way to get out of there is pretty much to open the garage door, which would have made a lot of noise. And so uh, maybe I was asleep and I just dreamed that, possibly. It was late at night, but I... Did it's, you get molested? Yes. That's, <laughs> I chose this format to let everyone know. Uh, I you know, might... that's a thing. Ghost molestations is a whole thing. Wait, oh, yeah. Do you molest yeah, Ghosts or the ghost molest you. Oh, okay. In Soviet I'm Russia. gonna go out and fuck a ghost. <laughs> Paz de la Huerta legit believes she fucked Elvis's ghost. Sorry, uh, we were talking about ghosts uh, and Paz. More and like I just remembered. Paz de la Muerta. Oh, <laughs> right. Huh? I liked it, Matt. Fuck it was really good. <laughs> Hi, Travis. Hey, guys. Travis, have you ever fucked a ghost? Well, it was more of a spirit. Uh,. No, I've never fucked a ghost. What a weird, what I no, I haven't. I have not fucked a ghost. Did you ever date a pagan? <laughs> I've dated a vegan. It's very similar. Did you ever? I really go to a séance. Uh, no, but I've been to a, a medium, and and they have t- you ever seen a dead body? Uh, yeah. I Do you want to? No. <laughs> no. Do you want? Does anybody here want to see a dead body? I would like to. Yes. Is this like Stand by Me? Can we go this walk on exactly the track? Like Stand by Great. Me. I left all my change under the porch. Do- <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got from the movie. <laughs> You're going to grow up and steal John Stamos' wife. Right <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Yeah. Well, no, I, the other day I thought I saw, I knew. You know I what's funny about that movie? I dreamed it. A river runs through it. All time. That's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this the end? Is this... <laughs> is this the end? Is this the end? This is the end. Yeah. Uh, we have to. We have to start. We have to wrap up for for the for the folks that will be recording at Bleak and Review next. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna ask the question that I ask everybody that's on this podcast. Yes. And clearly, the theme of this one is a little bit 
ghost stories. And crime. Is what it was ghost stories to. and crime. Cr ghosty crime. Uh... What kind of mindset do you think a person should be in maybe when they're telling or listening to a ghost story that they don't necessarily believe in, but to still enjoy themselves in that situation? I say, enjoy, like when you told that story earlier, just enjoy it like you're watching a ghost movie. Like, oh, maybe this didn't happen, but isn't that cool that that's the thing that's out there? And, you know, some people believe it or not. Just keep it, uh, you know, don't be like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't enjoy anything in life. <laughs> You know, if that's something like, you know, that's what I'd say. Open mind and uh, just enjoy it. It's entertainment. Matt? It's, yeah, it's a fucking story. Enjoy the fucking story. <laughs> like, it, if you enjoy the song uh, A Long Black Veil, that's a ghost story, basically. Yeah. It's the same thing. Just enjoy the story. Yeah, Number of the Beast. It's kind yeah. of a ghost story. <laughs> you have to sit there that's kind of an L. Ron Hubbard thing. magic story, the Number of the Beast. They probably play that a lot at uh, JPL. <laughs> Oh, I was uh, coming up with a riff, so I didn't hear the question. <laughs> what was the question? That's the headspace. If you, even if you don't believe in ghost stories or you don't think it's something real, what kind of mindset do you think you should be in when you're listening to one or maybe going to somewhere where there might be something occulty or ghosty that someone's clearly passionate about when they share with you? Dicks out. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks out for the comedy store. Yeah. Dicks out in ghosts. Mm -hmm. This is a divining rod right here. I'm going to find that ghost. Travis has a problem. His penis tip points at the dead all the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> it sure does. I also have a dead dick. It's a big problem. <laughs> Where can the people find you guys? Uh, you can find uh, KB Anderson Yo, Twitter and Instagram. You can check out the Bleak and Review podcast if you mm -hmm. want. Something me and Matt do. Uh, mm -hmm. Both Travis and Vanessa have appeared on it. It's a fun time. Um, yeah, Bleak and Review on iTunes and stuff. Live show August thirty first, Mesa. Mesa, Arizona, comedy on Main Street. Go to that if you're in Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, Capital City INC, Twitter, Instagram, uh, mapbrewster.com. Everything else Kevin said about Bleak and Review. Yes, and that show. As and well. that show, yeah. Listen to Bleak and Review. Yep, I I recommend that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I'm at Mr. Travis Clark on all of the things that I'm on. Uh, Mr. Travis Clark, not not the word Mister. There's another guy with Travis Clark, and he took everything I wanted, so I had to be Mr. Travis Clark. So you can follow me there, and I have other podcasts. Mr. Travis Clark, Mr. Travis Clark. men's rights, Mer. Travis Clark. <laughs> God damn it! That's just a fleet of ghosts. No, cucks just, out. It's just a bunch of dead dicks going like, "What about our needs?" <laughs> Well, that's been another Take a Walk. You guys go outside, explore some ghost stories. Dicks out. <laughs> Dicks out. Dicks out. <laughs> <laughs>